All right, we'd like to welcome everyone to Landmark Baptist Church Sunday School time, and I hope you got up this morning uh, in health. Hope you got up this morning with the blessing of God in your in your home, and the praise of God on your lips, and the love of God in your heart. Uh, God is so good to us, mm-hmm. so good to us. I'm living in a country so blessed of God. So mildly used of God, and yet I'm watching it head to the cliff. And uh, politically, America's being destroyed. Politically, America's being steered away from God. I remember a politician once saying a statement that really shouldn't have went over like it did, but he said, I was politically correct when I made that statement, and it was an out-and-out lie was uh, what he was covering up in that. Now we've got, uh, you know, the political correctness going on in America. America doesn't need to be politically corrected. America needs to give heed to God's Word. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're in trouble, and uh, not just trouble, we're in the worst kind of trouble that a godly nation could be in because whom the Lord loves, He chastens. And... uh, Ah, this is going to be a rough year. I'm not sure myself what's coming our way. I just know the writing on the wall. It started when those twin tires fell, September the 11th. That was the start of it. And I think we're going to see a whole lot more things fall. These are truly perilous times. Uh, Again, we want to welcome you. We'll be in Psalms chapter 16 this morning. We want to have a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the beautiful day you've given us, Lord. The mercies, Lord, that you said was new every morning. We thank you for that mercy. We thank you for the grace that's offered to all. We thank you, Lord, for the salvation, Lord, that you gave you a life, Lord, that all could possess. All may not attain it, but all can if they want it. Uh, Lord, we pray for those lost people out there might even be listening here this morning. I pray they'd be attentive to your words. I pray they would allow the Holy Spirit of God to to speak to them and show them the great truths of your word. And uh, Lord, we pray, Lord, for our sick this morning. We got a lot of people, Lord, even though, Lord, the weather's getting warmer and the days are getting prettier and all of that. Lord, we got a lot of people still under weather. We pray for them. Sister Vonnie's called she's aiming to come this morning we're looking forward to her being here and lord we got some lord it's uh lord recovering uh lord from from surgery my wife lord she's uh lord recovering lord from health and uh uh lord i don't even really understand her situation honestly but she's got a broke shoulder dislocated arm started out just a toothache we pray for her lord pray you lord get her through that Raise her up. Get her going again. We thank you, Brother Eric, here this morning. Lord, he's feeling better. We praise God for that. We pray, Lord, Father, for our sister uh, Kay Hurt, Brother Mark, both of them, Lord, just having issues, Lord, health-wise to deal with. Help Brother Mark with his back pain. Help Sister Kay, Lord, with her kidneys and health. And, Lord, we pray for Ruth. We pray, Lord, Father, for, for Reba. Lord, we pray, Lord, Father, for... Uh, Lord, a lot of people, Lord, that have called, Lord, we pray for Bruce, we pray for Keith, Lord, we pray, Father, Lord, for, uh, Lord, uh, Sister Sarah's stepdad, Lord, uh, got congestive heart failure, uh, Lord, Brother, Brother Mitchell, Lord, we pray for him, and, Lord, we pray, Lord, Father, for, Lord, Phyllis, Lord, having problems with falling, her sister's got stage four cancer, Lord, we pray for all of these, Lord, and more than we can name, but Lord, not more, Lord, than you can heal. Uh, Lord, you're the Lord God that healeth us. You're the great physician. You're the good shepherd. Lord, it tends us to your sheep. And Lord, we pray, Father, Lord, for your blessings this morning. I pray you bless your works of God. Uh, well, this is just a little work, Lord. But Lord, we need your blessing even though we're just a little work. And I pray you bless your little churches, bless your big churches, Lord. Those, Lord, that welcome you, Lord, I pray you go in there and sup with them and, and them with you. And, Lord, we welcome you this morning. 
to come, Lord, in our little work here, Father. Fellowship with us. You're not only welcome here, Lord, but you're needed here. And I pray you bless, Lord, Father, today the teaching of your word, the singing of your songs, the preaching of your word. Lord, the sweet fellowship, Lord, we pray for that today. And help our country, Lord. I, nothing I can do. I would, Lord, that I could do something, but Lord, I, I pray for this country, Lord, that it could somehow see itself. Lord, I pray it see its sad condition. I pray it gets sick of sin. And I pray it starts seeking a refuge for its soul. I pray for men of a type repentance in America. Lord, from the greatest to the least, I pray, Lord God, they'd humble themselves in your presence. And Lord, I pray, God, Lord, they'd run to you instead of from you. And Lord, we could go on and on. Lord, there's so great a need. But I pray for your blessings this morning. I ask them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Psalms chapter 16. Uh, Brother Donnie, <clears throat> he usually reads our chapter for us, and I'll come back and expound or, or uh, explain a little bit, some of it, but we're just going to go verse by verse this morning. David here, uh, this is a... This is a, a Messiah psalm. Uh, there are several of them. Psalms 22, Psalm 69. Uh, several uh, about the Savior. And this is one about the resurrection. Of the, of the David here predicts the resurrection of the king. <clears throat> David as a prophet. There he understood uh, that this advent... Uh, would someday be reality uh, given, uh, Lord, these scriptures concerning the death and resurrection of the Messiah that would assume the throne of David. And, uh, Lord, uh, we just pray for your opening, opening these scriptures to us today that we might understand them. He said, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. And, uh, you know, my trust is in the Lord. Uh, uh, I trust Him for my safety. I trust Him for my salvation. I trust Him for leadership in my life. Uh, Psalms chapter 60 tells us one of the reasons why we should put our trust in Him. And, and everybody don't. I, I, I know that I'm not talking to the choir this morning. But uh, in this world we live in this crooked and perverse generation that America's become. In Psalm chapter 60, <clears throat> verse 11, it says, Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. And a lot of people do go to man for help. And uh, there is some help in uh, some men. That woman had that issue of blood there in Mark chapter 5. <laughs> She went to many physicians, grew nothing better, rather worse. Suffered many things, spent all she had. But finally she went to Jesus and was wondrously and gloriously healed. But uh, sometimes man can't help. <clears throat> Psalms 121. <clears throat> the psalmist here says, I'll look. I'll lift up mine eyes unto the hills which come of my help. He said, My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. And David here, he's putting his trust in God. And, and you know, I remember as a, as a young man, <clears throat> I got saved and Brother Eric, I... I had a burden for a family member. <clears throat> Just came to my mind. I thank the Lord for that too. But I had a family member that was dying of cancer. And I hadn't even thought about it till just now. But I, I was a praying for him and, and fasting for him. The Lord kind of put it in my heart to go see him. And I think the only reason the Lord wanted me to go see him was the Lord wanted to show me why he couldn't answer my prayers only thing I'll make out of this looking back on it. But I went over where he lived over on Walnut Street. I pulled in his driveway and when I did 
uh, he was there talking with his neighbor in the front yard and and I pulled up there and I said, Uncle Dole, I said, I, I've been praying for you. And I, I drew I said, I, I truly believe that if you just bring your situation to the Lord, I, I said, I believe he'll help you. And his neighbor said, Dole, this man's telling you right, that's what you need to do. And my uncle Dole looked at him and looked at me and he said, No. He said he'd come out with a new pill. And he said, I'm trusting in that new pill. And I was his pallbearer within a month. But uh, yeah, that was his decision. And maybe, maybe you're putting your confidence in a pill. Maybe you're putting your confidence in a procedure. Listen, that's your, that's your decision. I, I'm not going to meddle with that. But, uh, you know, Joshua said, Choose you this day whom you'll serve. He said, But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Well, that was a personal decision. And David here in verse 1 he said, uh, I put my trust in thee. He said, for in thee do I put my trust. And uh, Psalms 46 talks about how God's able to help us. Psalms 46 verse 1 through 3 says, God is our refuge and strength. Now he may not be your refuge and strength, but he can be if you're not saved. Uh, he wants you to be uh, one of his children. Uh, he offers heaven to all. He offers forgiveness to all. Offers salvation to all. But Psalms 46 verse 1. Uh, God is our refuge and strength. You're a child of God. This uh, pertains to you. Applies to you. Says he's a very present help in trouble. I've had a lot of trouble. I'm just turned 70 this month. Looking back over my shoulder. I see many times. Where God has got me through certain situations. And uh, he, he is a very present help in trouble. says, therefore will, we not, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof. And uh, you know, I'm just telling you, you can put your trust and whatever you want to put your trust in, it might not go well with you, but I will tell you this, if you put your trust in the Lord, uh, you won't never regret it. I, I wish I'd got on board a little earlier. I was 34 years old before I did put my trust in the Lord. And uh, some trust in their own strength. Some trust in their own means. They say, I don't need God. I, I'm millionaire several times over. I remember hearing a story one time about a man come to church, Brotherhood Free Will Baptist Church, and boy, he was in a big way coming in, and, and somebody said, boy, you're awful happy. What's going on? He said, well, I went to the doctor this week, and he said, I've got the heart of a 16-year-old. He fell dead in the service. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I want to try to explain that a little bit here. I don't know the man... And I, I, I just heard about this. But uh, you know we need to be careful uh, when it comes to what we put our trust in. He trusted in what that doctor said. Now the man may be saved. I don't know. And uh, I know I'm saved. I'm glad I am. That's why I, I can relate to this. Uh, for in him I put my trust. I'm not going to worry. Uh, a lot of things may happen. You watch the news it causes a lot of people to be concerned about you know over in Ukraine or over there in Gaza or over there in, in Iraq or Iran or whatever. Those things aren't going to go away but I'll tell you what to make them better. Uh, you, if you got the Lord as your Savior as your Shepherd, I'll tell you now He's the God of the valley and the God of the mountain. You put your trust in whatever you want to but I'm glad my trust is in Him my safety is in Him. Uh, he's got uh, not only a, a say over my soul, but whatever comes my way. Uh, I remember Job. Uh, God said this about Job. He's a perfect man, one upright, fears God, excuses evil. And the devil said, let me have him. And I'll make him curse you to your face. And I have to admit, Job did go through some sore trials, but he made it through it. And at the end, God blessed him, gave him more. Then he had in the beginning, there's a devil down here. And you put your trust whatever you want to. I didn't mean to say all that about verse 1. 
I didn't bother just going to speak a little bit. But look here, verse number 2. Oh, my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee. Uh, his soul belongs to God. You know, uh, <laughs> Bible said, What would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his soul? And I'm glad, praise God, that I gave my heart to Jesus and I, I'm not my own no more. My soul belongs to Him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, you can see there where we're not our own. Uh, he, he paid top dollar for me. It wasn't a, wasn't a good deal, but He wanted to do it anyway. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, it says, For you are not for you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your heart, which are God's. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 23, he says, You're bought with a price, be not ye the servants of men. And I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. I belong to him. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, Peter gives a little bit here. He says, we're bought with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of glad that my soul belongs to Him. Uh, trying to think of the name of this song. It's well of my soul. I believe that's the name of it. Uh, but, you know, sometimes troubles come. But if it's well with your soul, uh, you keep going. You don't give up. You don't look for a bridge to jump off of. You don't put a rope around your neck. You don't load the gun. David here says, Indeed do I put my trust. He said, O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord. And you know, uh, the Lord knows them that's His. Second Timothy, let the Lord lead this morning because I have to admit I'm at a loss myself. And I'm glad, praise God, He's more than able to help but in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, it says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. And I'll tell you what, David here says, Thou art my Lord. And he said, Thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord. My goodness extendeth not unto me. I remember struggling a little bit with this verse here about that latter part my goodness extendeth not unto thee you know our, our righteousness is but filthy rags uh, we don't really have anything to offer God he offered something for us and uh, I'll tell you right now you can have the righteousness of Christ but all the sin that comes short of the glory of God we don't really have any goodness I hear people all the time saying thank goodness I don't really understand that I think it's just a phrase that kind of a catchy phrase but thank goodness ought to be turned into thank God a knock on the woods should be turned into call upon him rich mercy all to call upon him we catch a lot of catch phrases like that don't thank goodness there's no goodness to thank uh, and uh, don't knock on wood instead of that call upon him that inhabits eternity but he said my goodness extendeth not unto thee uh, I was outcast uh I wasn't included until Christ came. In uh, Hebrews, I'm sorry, in Ephesians, I said Hebrews because I was in the book of Hebrews there, but in Ephesians, it talks about in chapter 2 that we were without Christ. And for 34 years, I was without Christ. Verse 12, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That was me for 34 years. But verse 13, But now in Christ Jesus, <coughs> ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who broken down, who have made him both one and broken down the middle wall of partition between us. When that veil was rent from the top of the, to the bottom, it made the way into the holiness uh, for us to be able to come to the throne of grace and say Abba Father make our petitions known but here David here talks about my goodness extendeth not unto thee but his goodness extends to us 
So David here talking about his soul. Amen. Come on in here, Sister Sharon. I'm trying. Oh, my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord. I'll tell you what, uh, it's good to know that you belong to Him. Mm -hmm. It's good to know that He is your shepherd. That's right. Uh, because I'll tell you, a lot of wolves down here, wolves like sheep, amen. And the devil, our adversary, like a roaring lion walking about, seeking him and may devour. But here, uh, David talking about that his soul belonged to God. Verse 3, But to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, in whom is all my delight, uh, we're called to be saints. In Romans chapter 1, verse 7, I wasn't a saint for April 27th, 1988, I was a sinner. <clears throat> but in Romans chapter 1, verse 7, Paul says, uh, Call to them, to, them, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, call to be saints, grace to you, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. Again, talking about saints, and I didn't used to be one. Paul here says, <clears throat> Unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of the Lord, Jesus our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a saint till I got to know the Lord. And, uh, but to the saints... That are in the earth. <clears throat> I'd like to think that everybody was saved, not would to God they was. But if everybody's saved, you look around and you see the evidence of people that aren't. You see the terrorists that uh, slaughtered 1,200 people one day, October the 7th. Uh, I was listening this morning coming into church about how many Christians were killed, I think, so far this year. And it was astronomical number and uh, uh, you know one thing about saints of God they don't kill they, they, uh, they love, they forgive uh, they try to help and a lot of them lose their lives trying to help but he says to the saints that are in the earth to the excellent in whom is all my delight uh, I, I would to God everybody was you know we're in this world but it's not our home our home is heaven we're fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. But uh, this is here to the saints. That includes us if you're saved. Verse 4, Their sorrow shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Uh, that I heard on the radio, I think it was yesterday, uh, they call this generation X or Z, and I'm not sure they got some kind of terminology they call this generation, but they say they say that you can be moral without God. And what they're trying to do is find some way to disallow the existence of God and, and have nothing to do with the Word of God and and you know, even though they're going to pass all these laws and, and make it acceptable, it's not going to be acceptable when they answer to God, when they stand before God. But uh, that, that men live in darkness, red and light, because their deeds are evil, uh, their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. They, they, they don't want to acknowledge. I think it's Romans chapter 1 says they don't like to retain God in their knowledge. They, they think they're, they're uh, smarter than God, I reckon. But in Romans chapter 1, verse 28, it says, Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, uh, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And, uh, you know, they, they think, you know, that because they've got PhDs and doctrines of divinities and all of that stuff that somehow they've arrived but uh, there's still a, a, an inevitable ability that one day 
uh, they're going to stand before God. Uh, the Bible says in uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, as it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment, they can't get around death, brother Eric. And uh, death will make a believer out of them. Uh, the Bible mentions in James chapter 2, verse 19, that the devils believe in God and tremble. They're going to find out why the devils not only believe, but they're going to find out why they tremble. Uh, even though they're trying to live apart from God, they said that in Him and we live and move and have our being there in Acts chapter 17, they just don't want nothing to do with God. And it says their sorrows shall be multiplied. You know, the Bible mentions about uh, way of transgressors is not a blessed way, it's a hard way. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15, by the false gods there, said their drink offerings of blood will I not offer nor take up their names to my lips. Uh, you know, we're, like I said, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We worship the living God. We give allegiance to Him alone. But uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, uh, Paul here is speaking to the church and he's talking about false gods. And uh, he says, verse 4, As concerning therefore eating of those things that are offered and sacrificed unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one. He said, Though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but unto us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by Him. How be it, and this is kind of a something you probably ought to listen to this morning. Howbeit there is not in every man that knowledge. This will help you if you, if you listen to this verse. For some with conscience of the idol under this hour eat it as a thing offered unto an idol and their conscience being weak is defiled. They think you know, that they've, they've sinned. They've done the unpardonable sin. Listen to this. But meat commended us not to God for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse, but take heedless by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Now, it's, it won't hurt me uh, to go into a Chinese restaurant even though it's got the, you know, the statue of Buddha and the cat over there with his arm going up and down, you know, and all that stuff. I, I eat at Chinese restaurant all the time. I go into the Best donuts over there, and they've got all them idols up there, and they got good donuts. But the knowledge uh, of God here, uh, we've got liberty. Uh, all things are lawful for us, but all things are not expedient. Now, when I'm talking about expedient, listen to verse nine. But take heed, well, on out there. But take heed, list by any means, this liberty of yours. I'm not no better if I eat. Not no worse if I eat. Because I got eternal life. I'm going to heaven by the grace of God, not by eighty ways doings or undoings. But uh, if we eat, are we the better? Neither we eat, not are we the worse. But take heedless by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Now everybody don't have that knowledge. Remember that verse 7? Not everyone has that knowledge. For if any man see thee which has knowledge, Set it meet in the idol's temple. Shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? Now it don't have no effect on me because I'm saved. But somebody that's lost sees me doing it, thinks it's okay for him to do it. That's a horse of a different color here. It says, and, and through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died but when ye sin against the brethren and wound their weakness, ye sin against Christ. Therefore, if, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. So there is a, a reason to use some caution. I, I can eat anything I want. 
I don't care whether it's got scales on it, tails on it, whatever else. All things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. So this verse here talks about the offerings uh, to false gods. It says in verse 4, that hasten after another God. Some people don't want the God of heaven. They want their own God. And they'll shine it up, make it look good. And you can, I mean, you can make it look as good as you want it to look, but it's ain't going to take the place of the real God. But uh, anyway, this verse 4 here talks about false gods, uh, false salvation. Uh, we don't really want to get into name calling uh, this morning, but a lot of churches, uh, so-called churches, center around uh, Catholicism. Uh, take this. Eat this. Do this. And uh, they, they put so much emphasis on that that if you don't take it, and if you don't drink it, and if you don't eat it, you're not going to heaven. And we know we're saved by the grace of God. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And that's all I need to be. But a lot of churches put so much emphasis on uh, uh, the Catholicism, uh, trying to take, I mean, you can't, I really need to be careful here, but you can't take a wafer and make it into Christ. Now we take the Lord's Supper here, unleavened bread, and we break it, and, and you know, like 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says, uh, this do, this my body broke for you. Take, you show the Lord's death till he comes. We drink the, you know, the fruit of the vine, which is grape juice, not the fermented kind like they do in some churches, you know. And uh, even in the Bible, it's about come drinking, you know, and be drunken in the house of God. We take a, a fruit of the vine. Jesus said, I will no longer drink this fruit of the vine with you until we drink it new in heaven. But uh, that fruit of the vine is plain old grape juice. Uh, you can take this Bible and misconstrue it to say just about anything that you want to say, but if you rightly divide it, it just says one thing. There's only one God, and I'll tell you what, there's only one Son, and there's one, only one Holy Spirit, and uh, it, it can be misconstrued, but this verse 4, talking about another God, another offering, and another thing here, says, uh, no, take up their names to my lips. I'm not going to pledge allegiance to nothing but Him. I think that's why the song book is called hymns. We won't sing about him. Right. Uh, I notice our, and I don't even watch football, but uh, I notice our sports have become somewhat of a god here in America. They seem like they sway a lot of people through it. But now they've got what's called the black anthem. Uh, you know all what? Uh, one nation under God, <laughs> indivisible, liberty and justice for all. I understand that terminology, but I don't understand why we've got to have a black anthem. I don't understand why we can't just have the national anthem. And we just pledge allegiance to this flag and this flag alone. But uh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, a house divided cannot stand. Uh, we used to be the United States of America. We're so divided right now. I think God, God's still using America, but I think America's lost sight of God. But uh, as long as we're a friend to, to the Jews, I think we might make it just a little further. We're not going too much further. Too much, too much corruption in our government leadership mm -hmm. and uh, they think that they're able to do what they do and not have any consequences and I do know Peter said judgment's going to begin at the house of God if it begin at us what should be the end of them and obey not the gospel uh, but uh, we're, we're looking at a troubling year this year I'll tell you that right now this verse 4 here talks about those false gods uh, offerings and even naming uh, those false gods to our lips. Verse 5 The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup thou maintainest my lot. Uh, we have an inheritance. Peter says it fadeth not away in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 4 but uh, the Lord is our portion. There in verse 5 he said the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance. You know I I got it all in Him. Uh, let me let me see if I can find this verse real quick. I love the Bible. Uh, it's such a full book. Man couldn't write nothing like this. But uh, here in uh, Colossians, I believe it's... Ain't that something? 
I'm about to find it the hard way. I underlined it in my Bible at the house where I, where I studied the house. But I'll find it here. Hold on just a second here. Travis Alltop sings a song called Christ is All. Here it is. Colossians chapter 3 verse 11. But Christ is all and in all. He sings a song Christ is all and He is. And He's all I need. I don't need anything else. It's not Jesus plus this. It's package deal. Whoso has the Son has what? Life. And whoso has not the Son hath not life. It's pretty simple. That's in First John there. But uh, here, he said the Lord is the portion of my inheritance. That's, I got Him and He's all I need. I, I'm complete in Him. Again, Colossians chapter 2. Should have stayed there. Colossians chapter 2. And, and what, the reason I'm reading this, a lot of people, they get carried away with, with certain things. And, uh, you know, you got to do this. you got to speak in tongues. you got to take up snakes and all that stuff. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. And ye, ye is just a pearl of all of you. So when I say in ye, and you can say in all of you, are complete in Him. You're not lacking nothing. I've never spoken in tongues. Paul even said to all speak with tongues. Everybody don't. He said, you're complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. And when it comes to taking up snakes, for one thing, I'm not going to. But uh, when it comes to taking up snakes here, let me read this scripture here. I'm on, Eddie. <coughs> In, uh, I was right there where my thumb was. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 9, says, Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed as servants. And the only reason I read this is because they had snakes in there. But the reason I read it is because they tempted God and they were destroyed. They died because of snake bites. And in it, of course that's in Numbers. Uh, Numbers 21 verse 6. They were told to make a brazen serpent. And a simple illustration. Look and live. You know as many as look to him. And I did. I did look to him. Well, turn that page too quick. But that brazen serpent which pictured Christ, look and live. They, they tempted the Lord. He sent fiery serpents among them. Whoever got bit, they died. They come crying to Moses. Moses cried to God. He told him to take a brazen serpent. And uh, <clears throat> if anyone was bit, they could look to that serpent and live. Christ was without sin, yet he became a curse so that we could be uh, pardoned. We could be forgiven. He who knew no sin became sin for us. We might be made the righteousness of God in Him. But here, uh, I forgot where I was here. I think I was in verse 5. The Lord is our portion. Uh, and not only that, He's our inheritance. And uh, our cup, thou maintainest my lot. Uh, Psalm just said in uh, Psalms 23 verse 5, He said, My cup runneth over. But uh not only is He our inheritance and our cup, but Thou maintainest my lot. Uh, he's our shepherd, John 10, 11. He's not only our shepherd, He's the good shepherd. Uh, he visits us with healing in His wings, Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. Sometimes, buddy, you're down and out. You need help. Uh, he maintains us. Uh, he sends His Word and heals us. Psalms 107, 
verse 20. He's the Lord God that healed the Psalms 103, verse number 3. And uh, I didn't write nothing down with this. I'll figure out why, why I wrote it here. Psalms 147, verse 3. He healeth the broken in heart. Sometimes you just you need encouragement. Bindeth up their wounds. Uh, he maintains us. Uh, we're renewed. He's the potter. We're the clay, but he renews us. Uh, I agree. I'm a 70-year-old man, but I have to admit, I'm glad he maintains us. Amen. I'm glad he's the portion of my inheritance. I'm glad that, that uh, he's my cup. And my cup runs over. Verse 6. The lions are falling unto me. Lions like, not lions L-I-O-N, but lions like lion with a pencil. The lions are falling unto me in pleasant places. He makes everything go well. <clears throat> We're blessed with the blessings of Christ and of Abraham. And uh, I, I want to be a blessing to him also. But uh, we're blessed because of the lines falling into us in pleasant places. You know, I, I, I could serve God even if I was in a desert or in a prison. But uh, I'm glad that, that He bestows us with blessings, daily loads us down with benefits. And uh, he, he has a say of what comes our way. Old devil had to get permission to come against Job. But. Uh, I have a godly heritage. I, I'm a child of God. I, the Father's now my Father. I'm in the family now. And uh, verse 6 speaks well of that. Verse 7, I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. Verse 7. In uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 16. And a lot, a lot of people speak against women preachers out there and uh, I, I just want to throw a verse out there for you to chew on a little bit but in the uh, last days God says in uh, Acts chapter number 2 verse 16 God says this he said in the last days saith the Lord saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens will I pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. So I just want you to understand in Christ there's neither male nor female. So the, the, the daughters, the handmaidens are included in this blessing here that God's pouring out here. And like I said, I ain't got no dog uh, in this fight, no axe to grind, but let God be God. Amen? And uh, there'll be dreams, there'll be visions, and they're not excluded just because they're, you know, women, daughters, or handmaidens here. They're included in this in this prophecy from the book of Joel. In, uh, verse, and it is the last day's prophecy here. So we got a lot of people out there that think, you know, that that uh, women shouldn't be allowed to speak in church and and uh, all that stuff. And hey, I'll just tell you, let God be God there. Uh, let Him have His way. I'm not going to strain the net, swallow the camel, but I'll take this Bible real quick and show you where a lot of women done a lot of good preaching in this Bible here. A lot of good preaching. A lot of women prophets in the Bible. Deborah, they're in the book of Judges. And uh, a lot of them. We, we, we're not going to go too far in that. I already feel my ears burning. Amen? But here, he said, uh, I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. Let, let your counsel come from the Word of God. I, I mean, the Bible says, nevertheless, what's said the Scripture, if it don't line up with the Bible, then you need to line it up with the Bible. I'll just tell you, God said what He meant, meant what He said. We don't have to go no further than the Bible. He gives good counsel, but uh, He gives me counsel, gives you counsel. 
He said, my, my rain shall also instruct me in the night seasons. I was trying to talk to my granddaughter's husband last night. He fell asleep on me, but I was telling about one time God woke me up. Told me to get up and pray for my home. I didn't know what was coming the next morning. God did. But uh, anyway, I, I still told it. I was kind of glad I was able to remember it. But a tornado was coming to our house the next day, and, and I didn't know it. God did, but I didn't. And he told me to get up and pray for my house. And I said, Lord, I'll do it in the morning. We're back to sleep. Woke me up again. And I'm not going to tell it again this morning, but I'm glad God does speak to us in the night seasons. There, here I was tired from working, thinking, you know, and, and I have to admit, I got up. And I almost sarcastically prayed. Uh, Lord bless my home, my family went back to bed, didn't put no heart in it, no emphasis to it. But God's still gracious, merciful, protected us, uh, spared us what was coming our way the next day in the night seasons. Verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me. Now if David has set the Lord before him, that just kind of tells me he's following. And uh, you know, if the Lord's in front, then you're following. And we do need to follow the Lord. We do need to let the Lord guide us and lead us. And he said, I've set the Lord always before me. Because He is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. A lot of people have been moved. And I just wonder how close they had God uh, where they were. Uh, but David here said, I have set the Lord always before me. And because he's, or because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. We're not supposed to be moved. The Bible tells us, you know, uh, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. And uh, Psalms 23, verse 4, the psalm that said, uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And... Uh, uh, you know, we don't need to move. We need to be the unmovable. Amen. Amen. But uh, here, uh, he said, I shall not be moved. Now this next verse, matter of fact, from here to the end of this chapter, is some pretty deep subject matter. I I'm not going to say you're going to get what I'm saying, but I'm going to throw it to you anyway. He said, therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth, my flesh also shall rest in hope. Now out of that verse, remember, my heart, my flesh, and my hope uh, here. Bible says in Psalm 144 verse 15, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Uh, my heart. Uh, Proverbs 17.22 uh, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And uh, my glory. Uh, First Peter here. First Peter chapter one, verse twenty-four says, "For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. This is the word." by which the gospel is preached unto you. But here he says, my heart's glad, my glory rejoices. You see, we're just, I was talking to a man at the nursing home yesterday, and he was in a bad way, and I had prayer with him. And uh, as I was praying with him, I was telling him, you know, God has to say whether we get to enjoy tomorrow or not. Uh, and, uh, I got blessed praying for this man. He was a black man, had one leg. And he, he, he sounded like maybe he had something obstructing his breathing. He was really struggling to breathe. But uh, David here says, My heart's glad. My glory rejoiceth. My flesh. Uh, you know, in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 19, and we're, we're probably going faster than we need to go here, but I do want to try to finish this this chapter out. In Isaiah 26, remember he's talking about his flesh now. Isaiah 26, verse 19, says, Thy dead men shall live together with my dead bodies shall they arise. Now, I said we're talking in transition here uh, in these latter verses right here. We'll get to that more so in the next verse. But he said, Awake and sing 
Ye that dwell in dust, for thy dew is as the dew of the herbs, and thy earth, and the earth shall cast out the dead. And, uh, you know, the, the latter part of, of chapter 26 is talking about the, the indignation that God's going to bring upon this earth. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee, hide thyself, uh, as it were, but for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place. Right now, he's up in heaven. Thank God he is. He's not going to stay there. Cometh out of his place. Why? To punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. And the earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. I'm just telling you, this, this verse says a lot right here, verse 9. My heart's going to be glad. My glory's going to rejoice. My flesh is going to have hope. And I'm going to rest because of that hope. Now verse 10, we're speaking here about the death of Jesus and the death of David. He says, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption there. Uh, my soul, Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 1. <clears throat> All right! Amen! Hallelujah! Yeah! <laughs> Hallelujah! For those of you who don't know, can't see Sister Bonnie just come back after being in a terrible valley, been through all kind of surgery and all kind of um, uh, doctors' procedures and stuff. She's made it back. Amen. Good to see her. Amen. Hallelujah. Finally. Finally. Yeah. Finally, got over all this. Lordy. Praise the Lord. Good to see Sister Bonnie this morning. She said she'd probably get here about the time Sunday school's about done. I'll tell you what, I'm going to stop on verse 9 because there's so much in verse 10 and 11 that I don't think I can get it, get through it in what time that we got. I'll tell you, there's some deep subject in verse 10 and verse 11. Uh, more so than we can draw out in the little short time we've got. Father, thank you for this Sunday school lesson. Thank you for the blessing. Just walk through the door. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Welcome, Sir. Amen. Good to see you. Did you have any trouble grabbing?